Praise God. Let's go to Daniel chapter 12. Daniel <clears throat> chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. <clears throat> he replied, Go your way, Daniel, because the words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, made spotless and refined. But the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand. <clears throat> but those who are wise will understand. Let's also go to <clears throat> the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verses 10 and 11. Revelation chapter 22, 10 and 11. <clears throat> then he told me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this scroll, because the time is near. Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. Let the holy person continue to be holy. 500 years before Jesus, <clears throat> Daniel saw the timeline of future. He saw history in advance. And uh, towards the end of his prophecy, the Lord speaks to him <clears throat> and uh, giving him this word of encouragement that you will be rewarded. Your time is up. Your prophecy, your prophetic ministry is over. He saw in his visions and in his prophecy the captives right now, Daniel and his people are in captivity in Babylon and he would see them going back. He would see the temple being rebuilt and uh, then being desecrated by Antiochus Epiphanes. He didn't have the details or the name or anything. Today we know how it happened. And uh, he saw the coming anointed one, the Messiah. And the anointed one will be cut off after a certain period of time. And then the temple will be desecrated again. Jesus picks it up and uh, he would say this rebuilt temple, this glorious temple, just like Daniel prophesied, will be desecrated. And then the gospel will be proclaimed through all the nations. He saw the fifth kingdom, which is the kingdom of God, which is the final kingdom, which is the church uh, in one way. And finally, we will be with the Lord forever. So Daniel saw a lot of future events, including the, the coming savior and the coming kingdom, which is the church of God. Almost 600 years later, John the apostle is on the island of Patmos and he is having lots of visions and prophetic words and the Lord is enabling him to write again things that would happen or have been happening since the ascension of Jesus. He saw Christ as king, no more the suffering servant. We see that in the first chapter, the anointed, the blessed coming king in his glorious state. He saw that uh, we are the kingdom, Revelation chapter 1, 5 and 6. Daniel saw the fifth kingdom and John is telling us that we are the kingdom, the priests. He gives instructions to local churches. The Lord is giving instructions and prophecies to local churches, which is applicable and relevant for, for us too. 
He saw the work of God and the judgment upon the Roman Empire, the enemy of the people of God. He saw the judgment upon Satan himself. And finally, the dwelling of God is among man or his people. So Daniel saw a lot of things that would happen from the time of their captivity or return till the time of Jesus and uh, the establishment of the church and the final coming, the resurrection of the dead, etc. John would see the ascended King Christ, the resurrected Jesus in his glory and he has a word for the churches and the church, the church, the body of Christ, how we are the victorious people, we belong to the kingdom of God. Between these two prophets is the prophet of all prophets, Jesus Christ. And because of him, these prophecies have significance and meaning today, looking back at Daniel's prophecy or looking at John's prophecy, through it all, we see Jesus, our Lord, in the midst of it, victorious Jesus. Now, both Daniel and Revelation end in hope and triumph. Jesus and the church have a message of hope and victory. We are living in very difficult, very tough times. And when we are going through these moments of tears, some of you have lost your loved ones even these last few days. And people are dying all around us and it's very difficult. Vaccinations are going on, scientists are struggling to get medic medicines developed. This pandemic is, is really a problem and uh, man is helpless. And a lot of people are mocking religion, rightly so. But do we as children of God, do we have a message of hope? When you look at the scriptures and the verses that we read, these verses and this word of God is giving us hope in the midst of this severe trouble. These are troubled times. Mankind is in big trouble, big problem. But in the midst of it, we have a message of hope. That's what we saw in Daniel. That's what we saw or that's what we see in the book of John, in the revelation given to John. What is common when you read Daniel chapter 12, 9 and 10 and uh, the book of Revelation chapter 22, 10 and 11? There are a few things that are common to these prophets. Okay, there are lots of other things, but uh, even in specific words that were given to both Daniel and John, there are some similarities which I want to address this morning. First thing, <clears throat> we are living in the time of fulfillment. Let me read Daniel 12, 9. He replied, go your way, Daniel, because the words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. Slightly different words we see in John 22.10. Then he told me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of the scroll because the time 
is near. The first thing I want to highlight is that we are living in the time of the fulfillment of the prophecies and fulfillment of the word of God. To Daniel, the spirit of the Lord said, do not, I mean, seal up. John, the same God says, do not seal up. Okay. It's time. Since when? Since the time of John. That's very crucial. The word of God is not merely futuristic. It is here and now. The word is near you, says Apostle Paul. It is in your mouth. If you confess Jesus as your Lord and <clears throat> believe that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So that's not futuristic. The victory that is proclaimed in the word of God is not futuristic. Now we will be with the Lord forever in heaven or in the new Jerusalem. That is future, but there are lots of present victories that are available and that are happening today because the word of God clearly says, John, do not seal it up anymore. The time is near. When John was writing, we have to understand the situation. Rome was in power. Church was being persecuted. Famines were common. Calamities and disasters were everywhere. There was something called the Pax Romana, which is the Roman peace, because the enemies were afraid of Rome, and Rome was very powerful, and there was some sort of a peace uh, in Rome. But look at the church. Believers thrown to wild animals, and the world was laughing. The apostles, except this man John, were all martyred. The church was running for life, most of them. Yet John gave a message of justice for the oppressed and victory over the oppressors. The Roman Empire, mystery, the Babylon, we see that in the book of Revelation. Throwing believers in front of animals, burning them alive, being a Christian and confessing Jesus is Lord was a death sentence for them. But the prophecy is very clear. Rome will see the hand of God. Babylon will see the hand of God. The people of God will get justice. So that's good news. Jesus our Lord has already given us victory. But the physical enemies, the instruments of, the, uh, of, of Satan himself, working against the church, the church will get justice. And in that generation, in a few years it happened. And today we look back and we have to look at history books to find out where Rome is or where the Roman Empire is is or where, where they were. Now, my message this morning, or, or, or I believe the message that the Holy Spirit has laid in my heart this morning is, do not keep on sealing up the prophecy for some future time. Sometimes we have the problem of picking and choosing. Revelation 1.3, let's read Revelation 1.3, and I'll tell you what picking and choosing is. 
Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. The blessing of reading this prophecy and the blessing of hearing this prophecy is right here, right now. When you get to heaven, our understanding will be complete. You don't have to look back or you don't have to read these prophecies because it will all be fulfilled. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. Picking and choosing. Prophecy preachers sometimes take the doom and gloom messages and highlight it and eventually we are all discouraged because there is only bloodshed and wars and rumors of wars and famine and pestilence and, and destruction. Prosperity specialists take only the victory or the blessing verses. Now uh, they are all hiding because of the pandemic. But then again, that is unbalanced. The truth for the saint is that there are blessings, but there are oppositions. There are attacks, but there is victory. Temptations are there, but overcoming is there. Persecutions are there, but we get justice. I'm not saying we will get justice. We are getting justice. This faithful God who crushed Rome is still alive and he's taking care of our enemies. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. Satan uses human uh, systems to fight against the church and God will give us justice and he's giving us justice. There are testings, tests and trials, but there is also victory and restoration. Because the Lord, the head of our church, our master, he said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. When people are dying all around the world, what should be our message? Our message should be the same. The same message of hope Daniel proclaimed for the future and the same message that John proclaimed for the present is our message. Jesus is the savior. He is the healer. The church has to bring hope and healing. We are the salt. We are the light. That is our message. You know, when you see in the book of Revelation to an arrogant church, there is a warning. If you look at the church of Sardis, for example, there are warnings. To the hurting church, there is a message of comfort. To the church of Smyrna, for example. To an irresponsible church like Pergamum, there is this wake-up call saying, you better get things right, otherwise I'll judge you. So this word of God, this prophecy that is not to be sealed up anymore, that is not to be futuristic anymore. Of course, there are future events that are going to happen. The New, New Jerusalem is not here yet. I'm not saying the Lord has come back. Don't put me among those false teachers, please. What I am saying is that there are many prophecies many encouraging words, the message of victory, the message of overcoming. These are not futuristic. These are messages for the church. The enemy has been defeated. Christ did that. Daniel looked at the future, but John is looking back. And when he saw Jesus, he's no more bleeding. He's no more suffering. He's no more crying. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
he is the lion of judah he is the king of kings he is the lord of lords those who worship such a savior should have some understanding of this victory and we have to experience that victory in our daily lives there is fear all around this is the time to say fear not this is the time to declare fear not this is the time to believe in healing people are mocking uh, healing ministries and all but this is the time to believe in healing this is the time for intercession the scriptures talk about interceding for nations and praying for our rulers this is the time for the church to intercede and pray for the nations if there was ever a time for a savior or, or if there was ever a time uh, to proclaim the message of a savior a savior of victory and hope it is now because the lord told john do not seal it up do not keep it for the future the time is near we are living in the in these times in those times we are living in the times where we need to be experiencing what john has written what paul has written what jesus has declared what, what isaiah has prophesied we are living in the kingdom of god we are living in the fifth kingdom jesus proclaimed the kingdom we are the priests we are the kings christ is the king of kings he is the lord of the nations jesus is lord where is caesar they 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 called him lord where is where are the caesars Jesus is alive and this kingdom shall never end. Daniel saw it as a future kingdom and we are living in that kingdom. We are living as a people victorious. Now you might ask why so much trouble? I've already said we do have persecutions, we do have oppositions, we do have calamities coming against us. but at the same time we are a victorious people we are a people who would still believe in jesus as the healer we are a people who still believe that jesus is the lord and he is the savior and he is the only savior so the first thing i want to highlight is that do not seal up the prophecy which is opened which is happening here and today and the message is a message of victory not of failure message the message that the lord has given is a message a prophecy of overcoming and not giving up secondly what did daniel say many will be purified made spotless and refined but the wicked will continue to be wicked none of the wicked will understand but those who are wise will understand what does john say in the book of revelation chapter 22 verse 11 it says let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong let the vile continue to be vile let the one who does right continue to do right let the holy person continue to be holy secondly the, let the wicked the disobedient the actively moral remain so that sounds harsh right no the lord is gracious he wants all people to be saved the gospel is open to all but then there are some hearts no matter how much of pain is around us no matter what the world is going through some hearts have decided to be hard 
We need to pray for them. We need to pray for all. But my message is for all of us to look into our own hearts and see if we are having a stony heart or a heart of flesh. Example, Pharaoh. Plague after plague after plague came and Moses repeatedly said, let the people of God go. Let my people go, says the Lord. And Pharaoh, when a plague comes, he would kneel, I mean, he would uh, give up and call Moses and ask for forgiveness and ask him to pray. But then once the plague is over, his heart is hardened. I don't want to go into the theology of God hardening his heart, but Pharaoh had his chance. It's not like God chose a good man and hardened his heart so that he can deliver Israel and show his power. No. God sustained him and gave him opportunity after opportunity, but he hardened his own heart, says the word of God. Saul against David, the anointed man of God. Uh, David, was, David was helpless. Saul was in the palace. He had the authority, he had power, but his heart was hardened. Hardness of heart is from the enemy. What are we feeling today when we look at the turmoil and trouble in the world? When we see visuals of people being cremated publicly and um, there are no rooms uh, available in the hospitals or ICUs are full, oxygen is not available. What is the feeling that we have? It has to be a feeling of compassion. We are a people called not to have a hard heart, oh, we are safe, we are fine, or this is the judgment of God, or things like that. If it is the judgment of God, Lord, have mercy on us. That is the prayer we need to pray. So what is the feeling? What kind of a heart are we having today? Is it a wicked heart? Is it a hard heart? When you see trouble, may your heart melt. May your heart melt and have the fear of God. Let's read Psalm 95 verse 8. Psalm 95 verse 8. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in Meribah, as you did that day in Massa, in the desert, where your fathers tested and tried me, though they had seen what I did. The people of God had seen the miraculous hand of God delivering them from Egypt, parting the Red Sea, giving them manna, giving them water. Still, they hardened their hearts and a whole generation perished in the desert. The writer of Hebrews picks it up in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 15. Do not harden your heart. Our forefathers did that and they perished. Now, soften your heart. Bow down before God and give him the glory that he deserves. You know, God respects the freedom of the will. Either we submit to God or we submit to ourselves. C.S. Lewis has rightly said, some people say, let thy will be done. And to the others, God will say, let your will be done. Very fearful. And the scriptures are saying, <clears throat> Prophet Daniel said that, John said that, the wicked, let them remain in wickedness. That is not the will of God, that is not the desire of God, 
but that is the will of man which God respects, which God honors. Thirdly and finally, Daniel 12.10, many will be purified, made spotless and refined. Those who are wise will understand. What does John say? Revelation 22. 11. Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. Let the holy one continue to be holy. Thirdly and finally, let the wise and holy continue to do right. This calls for perseverance. Daniel is saying many will be purified, made spotless and refined. That's sometimes a, sometimes a painful process to go through. The purification, being made spotless and refined. Let's read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27. Ephesians 5, 27. Christ loved, I'm reading from 25b, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. For what? To present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. This is the kind of church the Lord is preparing. And we have to go through that process of cleansing by the word of God. Sanctify them by the truth, pray Jesus. Your word is the truth. You know, we are called to persevere. There is so much of pain and uh, anger all around us. Anger against God and uh, a lot of souls are giving up. It's not easy to hold on. But it's wise. Those who are wise will understand. Those who are wise. Who is the wise? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? When we have put our trust in God and we have this holy fear and reverence to the living God, we are wise. We are wise enough to hold on even though things are looking bleak. That's true wisdom and God through it all is purifying his people, his remnant and the wise will understand that. When there are no church meetings, do you read the word of God? Do you pray when there's nobody to tell you to pray? Daniel and friends patiently endured for the name of God, Jehovah. They were thrown in the fiery furnace. Daniel was thrown into the uh, den of lions. And yet the they persevered and lifted up the name of their God. John himself was persecuted. Right now, when he's writing this, this prophecy, where is he? Island of Patmos. The place of death, surrounded by bones and skulls, surrounded by wild animals. And God protected him so that we would have this word. The church during John's time, they were living in persecution, under great persecution and all kinds of troubles. And they persevered. Revelation 1 9. Let's read Revelation 1 9.
I join your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. We are placed in this world to hold on to the word of God and the testimony of Jesus and we need to patiently endure. I've already reminded you we are victorious but then the wise shall continue to live a holy life without giving up on the name of Jesus. So in conclusion, remember the word of God, remember the gospel of Jesus, remember the message of victory, remember the message of overcoming is for today. We are victorious. John, do not seal up. The church is an overcoming church. You are personally an overcomer. We are more than conquerors. Secondly, may our hearts not be hardened. The enemy wants to harden your heart, especially when prayers are not answered and the pandemic is around us, financial struggles are there. Plans are not being fulfilled and nations are confused. People are mocking God. Do not harden your heart. This is the time to be careful. This is the time to be wise. This is the time to realize that the enemy comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life in abundance. Thirdly and finally, remember... We are called to patiently endure and one day we'll look back and we will thank God for holding on or thank God for the grace he has given us to hold on because there is a fight and one day we'll say I fought the good fight. This is a journey that you don't want to drop out on the way. We want to finish it. I fought the good fight, finish the race. And you don't want to lose your faith, keep the faith. Let's patiently endure this trouble. Let's patiently endure this persecution. I call it a persecution because this is an attack from the enemy. God permitted it for his reasons. But let us be part of the purified church. Let us be part of the church that is being purified and made holy. Let me read it again. The word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Let's go back to Ephesians. Christ loved the church and gave himself for us. Gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing, holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. And we shall be part of this holy church that glorifies the name of the Lord all through eternity. May the Lord minister to your heart as we continue this journey during these troubled times, these painful days, let us pray and intercede for the nations. Let us believe that the Lord will put an, put an end to this spreading virus. Only God can do that. He will use medicines, he will use uh, scientists, 
but we as the people of god should cry out for healing should cry out for the nations and believe that the name of jesus will be declared again through the nations and the church will emerge purified and victorious even through these troubles in jesus name amen